Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Toronto police are expanding a pilot project first introduced in 2013 that saw dozens of officers engaging with community members and local organizations. Uh, They had at the time 44 officers in this pilot project that looked at, uh, I think it was about eight neighborhoods, but now it's been deemed a success by the chief. And so they're going full tilt as of Monday, 130 officers, 35 neighborhoods, and they're going to be committed in these neighborhoods for uh, no less than four years at a clip. Let's get more details right now. Joining me on the line is Toronto Police Services Superintendent David Rizek. Superintendent, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon, John. Thanks for having us on. So uh, this was deemed to be a success. How did you quantify that? Well, I'll go back to 2013. I've lived this since 2013 uh, when it really first started uh, prior to these enhancements. But we knew it was a success, uh, even though we didn't have really a role profile or anything like that because of the feedback we were getting from our communities. Um, But we saw a fit back then to uh, bring Humber on board, Humber College, and they did a very extensive and in-depth three-year review of what the program was, and that meant they were out in the communities doing anonymous surveys in person, online, speaking to community members, but also speaking to the officers who were performing that role. And from that three-year study, which was wrapped up uh, last year, a bunch of recommendations came out. And some of those recommendations we have put into these enhancements. And again, that came from Humber, but it also came from Um, our modernization report. So uh, recommendation number three of our modernization report was um, the Neighborhood Officer Program and Community Policing. And that recommendation came forward through more consultations with the community who said, we want our police officers in our communities for longer. We want to get to know them. We want to identify them and know that they are our neighborhood officers. Um, and um, we feel safer when they're in our communities. So we've taken all those recommendations from Humber and from that modernization report, um, and we piloted them in eight neighborhoods and four divisions uh, opposite ends of the city uh, back in September and, uh, and of 18, and that wrapped up in April. Humber continued that evaluation, and we're happy to say that uh, the results of that are, are almost complete, but it certainly points that the things that we did in that uh, and that those uh, piloted divisions are working. So we're now putting that across the entire city in all 16 of our divisions. So this pilot program then, as it was implemented and as you've seen it uh, borne out and you're saying it was a success based on the criteria evaluated by Humber College, would all fall under the rubric of transformative policing that the chief introduced when, about two years ago, a year and a half ago? Well, it, 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 if you look at the modernization report, and we're talking about that, you know, the transformational task force that came up with that uh, modernization report that's kind of guiding us, our roadmap forward, that community-centric piece of policing was at the core of everything 
uh, in that report. And that a lot of that came from the feedback from our consultations with the community. So if, if you're looking at community-centric policing, I don't know what's more community-centric than our neighborhood community officer program uh, that has them embedded in those communities for four years. They get to know the community. The community gets to know them. And they're their local problem solvers, system navigators for the TPS. And, you know, it's that relationship building piece for us, uh, build that trust uh, in those communities um, that, you know, when we have that trust, people are going to call us uh, in the good times and in the bad. They're going to invite us out to their events and programs. We're going to get to meet the youth. We're going to get to meet the leaders in the community. And when we work together, um, because we can't do it alone, John, as you know, uh, when we work together, uh, it certainly does lead to a safer city. Again, Toronto Police Services Superintendent David Rizek with us. This pilot project is now going full tilt come Monday and uh, will be extended to, uh, I guess, more neighbourhoods than the original uh, eight. It's going to, uh, what, 35 neighbourhoods, 127 officers. Peter Ewan, the Deputy Police Chief, by the way, uh, was uh, on earlier today and he had some uh, things to say about this project. Give a listen. Yes, I spoke about... uh there's a one-week uh, training, that's 40 hours, and every year they, they will go back for additional trainings to meet the community needs. I'm kind of curious, the training, what does it involve? Is it specialized training? It was actually developed uh, in conjunction with help from Humber College, as well as our uh, training education unit here of the Toronto Police and, and the officers that uh, work for me here at Community Partnerships and Engagement Unit that oversee the Neighbourhood Officer Program. So that one week of training was a result of, again, information we got and recommendations from Humber, but also from the Neighbourhood Officers, like what... what do you need on a daily basis? What are you facing out there? What are the needs of the community and what training do you do you want? And, and a lot of it had to do with uh, some of it, it would be effective presentations because they are going out and they're doing lectures in communities and in schools and community centers and things like that. Uh, gang prevention, uh, we have gang prevention workshops as a part of it, mediation, um, you know, things like that, uh, as well as uh, youth diversion, um, lawful authorities uh, for them as well out there. But it's, it's, it's got that community-centric theme. And we're also, although it's only one week, the training doesn't stop there. So we are doing one-day modules throughout the year for them um, as well to talk about uh, other issues that they're facing that need training on. And we're looking at a special two-day mediation course specifically geared to some of the situations that they're facing out there, whether it be neighbor disputes uh, or uh, conflicts in the community, that they can actually have that skill set, that toolbox, when they have to deal with that situation, that um, they've got that training on how to mediate those particular circumstances and situations. Yeah, I'm really interested that uh, when you talk about the program and its success predicated a lot on the feedback from the community, uh, it seems like there's this misconception that uh, some communities, maybe the more troubled ones, if I can even use that term, uh, are resistant to a police presence or over-policing or something like that. And uh, what you're telling me seems to belie that. I can tell you, John, without uh, a doubt, uh, that the neighborhood officers that are in our program now are making a huge difference in those communities and in their perception of safety, um, as well as the relationships that they're building in those communities. Uh, I've overseen this program uh, and been part of it since 2013, but I've overseen it for the last uh, two and a half years in my role here. And I go to a lot of community meetings, and uh, most recently Deputy Ewan has been going on across the city community meetings talking about the Neighbourhood Officer Program leading up to this day. And we're getting standing ovations for our Neighbourhood Officers in, in those meetings. We're getting community members standing up um, and thanking us 
up and down for having those neighborhood officers in the community. How can we get more? Please don't take them away. That's the impact that they're having in those particular communities across the city. And, you know, my wish list would be at some point in time that we've got 140 City of Toronto neighbourhoods uh, defined by the city, that we would have neighbourhood officers assigned in every single City of Toronto neighbourhood in the city. That would be my wish list and goal down the road. Yeah, it seems to me what you've described is a, a policing model predicated on a partnership of sorts. Absolutely. If you go back to the beginning of uh, the policing model, um, where you know it talks about the community or the police and the police of the community, uh, it's exactly right. We can't police and 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 keep crime and order and safety in our neighborhoods without the public's consent and without their assistance. If, if a crime occurs and nobody ever calls us, how are we ever going to solve it? And that's that relationship piece and that trust piece. When we have that trust built from that relationship, people are going to call us and people are going to let us know, not when something's just happened even, but they're going to let us know when things aren't right in the neighbourhood that might be leading up to something happening before it actually does. That's that preventative piece and proactive piece that we... uh, we speak about so often. Well, that's why I asked you at the outset, you know, if you can quantify the results and maybe the Humber uh, study shows that crime has been uh, tamped down somewhat in these neighborhoods where this uh, pilot project took place. Could we say that? Uh, I would say certainly uh, the in some areas that it has it has gone down. But I think uh, what the most important part is, is when, when if you look at the report that they've done, it's um, the community's perception of safety in their neighborhoods. Um, and that has a huge effect on the quality of life. So if people feel uh, afraid, they're not going to go out and use those public spaces. Okay? Um, so if their perception of safety in their communities improved because of their relationship with the neighborhood officer and the work that they're doing, the neighborhood community officer, um, that's a win for us as well. Crime, as, as you've heard the chief talk about, you know, we do have, uh, it, there's ups and downs, right? So ebbs and flows. Um, but generally speaking, in those neighborhoods, yes, their perception of, of safety in those communities uh, was greatly increased. Well, this is going to go uh, full tilt as of Monday, and uh, I appreciate you coming on, telling us exactly how uh, the success was born out of the pilot project and now carries forward. Thank you for your time this afternoon, David. Uh, my pleasure, John. Thanks very much. You got it. Toronto Police Services Superintendent David Rizek on that pilot project that has been expanded. 35 neighborhoods, 130 uh, officers. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.